I'm Natalie Jackson and this is Sea Sporty Be Sporty. It's season three and we are talking to some legends of English football, but maybe not ones that you've heard too much from before. Why? Because it's a Euros summer and this year the women's Euros are in England. England 2022 is happening all across England from Sheffield to Southampton and we are getting excited. This week, I'm super excited to be joined by FA Women's Championship footballer, striker for Lewis Football Club and Nigerian International. It is an absolute pleasure to welcome to See Sporty, Be Sporty, Ini Umatong. Hi. Hi, Natalie. It's really nice to be here. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for being here. Um, I have so many questions for you, but before we dig in, we need to play my favourite game. <laughs> Drum roll, please. Um, this is 11 things everyone should know about Inuyumatong. Right, okay. Oh, do I... <laughs> I mean, no, don't, don't just come. I mean, that would be that would be super interesting, but I do have 11 questions to ask you. Are you ready? Oh, okay. Oh, okay. I like it. <laughs> All right. Fire away. <laughs> yeah, otherwise, you might, you might have trouble thinking of like... I mean, I'm sure there are more than 11, but you might have trouble narrowing it down to 11. <laughs> okay. I don't know how random go. Like, do I, do I keep... <laughs> Football, or do I kind of expand? I don't know. So I'm happy that you're asking me questions. <laughs> and these are fairly random, so go with me. <laughs> okay, question one: cake or pie? Oh, cake, but not chocolate cake. I don't like chocolate cake. <laughs> oh, so what kind of cake? Uh, a vanilla, vanilla sponge, oh, Victoria sponge. Yeah. Ooh, classic. Cats or dogs? Dogs, definitely. Invisibility or super strength? Ooh, invisibility. Warm weather or cold weather? Uh, warm weather. Love Actually or Bend It Like Beckham? Bend It Like Beckham, obviously. <laughs> I'm, I'm with you, I must say. Uh, hot, hot chocolate or coffee? Coffee, 100%. I go for at least three a day. <laughs> Digital watch or analog watch? Digital. Box sets or movies? Box sets. Singing or dancing? Dancing, absolutely. Watching football or watching tennis? Uh, watching football. <laughs> <laughs> Silly question. Cardio or weights? Weights, 100%. <laughs> Ooh, that is it. That's, that's oh, all. That was 11 questions. That was 11. We got some bonus information about the vanilla cake, though. I like that. <laughs> I love that game. <laughs> so, first things first, I guess. Uh, we are, this will be coming out in the run-up to the Women's Euros, so early summer. How have the last couple of years been for you? Uh, exciting. I've, over the last couple of years, I've seen women's football grow, um, not just in England, but around the world. Um, I've played uh, in Sweden, in top division in Sweden, at Beckwith, DFF. Um, and that was a great experience for me. That was a year and a little bit. Yeah, um, I went over in 2020. Um, and yeah, great experience. It's kind of a different style of football, but uh, I'm a striker. So um, I love the style because it's very fast paced, very attacking style of football. Um, yeah, I had a great experience, lived in a different country, experienced new culture, um, which I'm really grateful about football. Um, it's, been, it's allowed me to kind of travel and experience different different things and different cultures um so yeah that that was no that was no different so yeah it's been a really exciting time and obviously the women's euros are this summer and super excited I'll, I'll get to enjoy it as a spectator um and i'll be going to as many games as i can 
I feel like I, so I asked that question at the start of these interviews. And I think for a lot of people, the last couple of years have been like tricky and jobs have been weird. But what I've loved following your journey is that you, you literally have like been all over the place. You've played internationally. You've done all sorts, like actually how, how much, has, how, how tricky has COVID been during all of that? Or has it just sort of been in the background? Um, it's, 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 we've, I've definitely felt it, especially when we're playing that we weren't allowed fans for a long time. Um, but in terms of day to day, apart from the end of our 2020 season, um, I was at Brighton at the time in the WSL, um, our, our season was cut short. Um, and so we had to work from home. As you can imagine, as a footballer, it's a little bit, <laughs> it's a little bit tricky. Limited? Were you doing drills in the back garden with the socks? <laughs> yeah, that was, that was me. Um, and, um, our, the club put on um, Zoom sessions. So we had to, oh. we were all there as a team and then they provided equipment to each player's house. We had a bike and we had a, um, a range of weights and um, other bits of equipment. And we'd have, we'd do our session together in our own home over Zoom, <laughs> which was uh, which was weird. Um, yeah. And obviously we had our GPS trackers with us as well. So the running and stuff that we did, um, it was tracked and monitored um, at the club. Um, but yeah, other than, other than that, it's, it felt normal because the following season, it was back to normal as in uh, I could train and play our games as usual, um, other than the fact that, you know, we couldn't have fans in the stadium, but it felt it felt pretty normal other than that, so. That's lucky. Interesting. What an interesting time to be a professional athlete. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, but yeah, they're no, definitely experienced though. Yeah, I'm sure. Tell us about your role at Lewis, because you've been at Lewis now over a year. Yeah, over a year. I joined, I joined in uh, the January transfer window in uh, 2021. Um, and yeah, it was exciting. I'd just come back from Sweden. Um, I, well, I had to be back, ba- back based in the UK because I started um, my MBA, um, doing MBA in football industries uh, at the University of Liverpool. Um, and so when I, when I looked, um, returned home, it was trying to find uh, a club and a um, few options, but Lewis just stood out to me because of, you know, who they are, what they stand for. Um, and then, you know, they, they wanted to help me as a player and as a person as well. So they kind of, um, you know, they knew what I was doing off the field and they kind of offered me a role off, uh, off the field, part-time working as their commercial officer as well. So I can get the 360 kind of learning, playing, studying and working as well. So it was a, it was an obvious decision for me. Yeah, and it, for I guess for externally, it makes total sense. You know, you're doing this MBA in football industries. What I have two questions. Firstly, what does your job at Lewis entail? And then secondly, we need to get into what does an MBA in football industries entail? <laughs> so my job after Phil for Lewis, um, so I'm the commercial officer. So um, I do a lot of research looking for um, brands that kind of align with our ethos and values. And yeah, making a lot of approaches to them, you know, for them to partner with us. Um, and I, I kind of look after um, our current partners, um, just in terms of relationship. Um, and yeah, just help with kind of the activation sides of it as well. So, you know, when we do have a, um, a, a brand come on board as a partner, um, yeah, so just kind of bringing the partnership to life, you know, through the filming and the content and such. So, and then, so what was the second question? <laughs> well, I have, we'll get to the second question in a second because I have even more offshoot questions from that. So, because obviously um, we've spoken to Karen Dobre, we know about the ethos of Lewis Football Club. You're still the first and only football club in the world to dedicate equal resources to your men's and women's sides. The companies, 
I imagine there are loads of companies that want to or might want to get involved in that. Who do you have like on the books already? Who are already the companies supporting what you're doing? Oh, okay. So um, Lala Scott, one of our big, uh, big sponsors. Uh, we've just brought on a new sponsor as well um, uh, on banking app. Um, so, you know, like brands love who we are and what we do. You know, we, we're trying to do things better and be better, um, not just in the world of football, but in the world in general. So, yeah. um, you know, and, and club, club, uh, brands want to be part of that, you know. So, um, but we are very protective of who we partner with and who we kind of, um, um, we allow we allow into the club you know we we decline money from gambling sponsors you know so we are very picky we are a small club and we do punch above our weight but you know when it comes to protecting who we are we're very we're very very protective so if anybody listening did happen to work for a company that they thought would align with your values we just need to get them in touch with you is that what we're saying yeah absolutely um eni at lewisfc.com um and yeah so yeah, everything of who we are. We're the only club in the world to have equal playing budget between our men and women's teams. Um, and, you know, it's just it's just in our fabric. It's in our DNA. It's who we are. I love it. I'm, I, we don't need to go over this. I've gone over it with Karen. I, I'm a, a proud Lewis Football Club part, part shareholder owner. Um, or if, um, you, so- if, if, anyone, if anyone listening wants to just um, be a part of who we are and what we're doing, um, you can become an owner. Um, we have over 2,000 owners in... Um, 38 countries so um yeah so you can you can be a part of who we are in the movement you know and what we're trying to do definitely well worth that um so my second the second part of the question was what what's a, your mba is in football industries what that blows my mind what does that mean um okay so um it's actually the only course uh to to offer this but it's so in in the world of football it's, it's like its own little ecosystem um and in terms of revenue, football gets has three main revenue streams: commercial for like um, sponsors and partnerships, um, match day revenue, and um, broadcasting. So um, yeah, it's just kind of learning the ins and outs of you know everything we used to do about football. Um, we get to go on really cool uh, trips. So we were at Anfield the other day. Uh, we get to go to UEFA. Um, it's UEFA trips coming up, um, and yeah, and we just we hear and we learn from experts in the field. Um, and yeah, it's really dynamic, really hands-on. Um, yeah, it's really exciting. It sounds amazing. How much of that is, you know, specifics of women's football or is it just football in general? Yeah, it's just football in general. And, you know, football is still a male-dominated uh, industry. Um, and on my course, there's, there's uh, I think there's 20 on my cohort and I'm one of three um, women um, but if there's anyone listening who you know wants to get in get in, um, get, get involved in in, in football um, University of Liverpool offer a full women in football scholarships so um, they're trying to get more women into the football industry so if anyone listening is interested you can you can go and check that out. Amazing um, I guess we should talk a little bit off the back of that and of the fact that you're not just the striker you're the commercial officer and you're doing an MBA it I, I guess it's to people who may be listening and maybe don't know a lot about women's football, it might seem strange that you're not just a footballer. Yeah. Because I think, uh, and I guess in, in, like we say, you know, men's football is, is a, sometimes more um, visible and we hear more about men's footballers' lives and things. Is it, is it super common to have um, female footballers also doing other jobs and having high levels of education? 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's very common. Um, it's becoming less common, though, which is exciting. Um, yeah. More and more clubs are becoming um, fully professional. Um, but yeah, especially for me growing up, I've, I've always been in teams where football wasn't just the one thing that anyone done. Um, so yeah, I think all, <laughs> all my teammates that I've been a part of, uh, that I've played with, um, they've either studied or worked um, alongside playing. But, you know, the direction women's football is going in, I think, um, and don't get me wrong, I think it's important to have a good education behind you because whether you're women or you're a woman or male footballer, um, you know, the career is short in football. You know, you're, it's between 30 and 35 if you're lucky. Um, so it's really important to have something else behind your belt. Um, but yeah, no, it's, it's, fortunately, it's, it's, it's quite common in women's football. So maybe we're going to have this generation of female footballers who end up being super highly educated in various things, but also having experience of football. Actually, I feel like in another 10 or 15 years when you guys are in charge of everything, yeah, be great. absolutely. Yeah, we're trying <laughs> to get more women into into the football industry. This might be <laughs> this might be how it's done, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. So no, that is exciting. Um, but just seeing the seeing the the growth of the game from when I was young, um, when I was in the academy playing, I football wasn't even an option for me to have as a career, um, and now it is, and it's very visible and it's exciting, you know. And um, I'm just I'm so. I, I just I look at you know young girls playing football now and I just think you have such a bright future ahead of you you know and that's really exciting to see. I wanted to ask you about that as well because I know you actually in terms of your your story and your journey you grew up in Birmingham didn't you, you get, did you come over from Nigeria as a baby? Yeah right? so me and my family moved to Birmingham when I was one years old um, and uh, yeah and I grew up in Birmingham and um, I moved from Birmingham when I was 18 years old um, and yeah, it was, yeah, it was, yeah, so I moved from Birmingham when I was 18, uh, and then I travelled with football, and football's kind of taken me all over the world, um, which I'm really, really grateful um, about, so yeah, I've kind of, but my accent's you... quite mixed, people are mixed <laughs> oh, so. So, so is mine, I'm with you. <laughs> um, I, so when when you were growing up, you, you did play football at, at a fairly high comparative level, fairly young, you were sort of eight or nine, were you, when you first played for the academy? Yeah, so I was. I just always played um, with my friends um, and at primary school as well. And then when I was nine years old, I was picked up by Birmingham City um, Academy. And um, I kind of came through the academy um, until I was 16 and then went to Aston Villa when I was uh, 17. Um, and then went to America for a couple of years and then came back, played for Portsmouth, Oxford, Brighton, Vecra, um, and then uh, obviously appeared in the 2015 Women's World Cup in Canada. So, yeah, and didn't you play in that crazy? You played in that match against it because weren't America in your group? Yeah, and you played yeah, that crazy. Was, yeah, that was we we lost America one 0 and I think there was like fifty thousand people in that stadium, which was at that time for me that was when I kind of that was a light bulb moment for me that oh okay this is a this is a this is an option for me you know so. It was really exciting. Oh, I think that's really interesting to hear you say that because I think knowing, you know, knowing your story and your background, I'm sort of 10 years older than you. And when I grew up, it really wasn't like that. There sort of definitely wasn't an option to be a career. But actually, when I look at you and think about your career, you actually have made a career out of football. So that was the moment, was it, when you thought, oh, maybe this is 
a big deal. Yeah, absolutely. And I was um, I was at university at that time. Um, I studied I was studying economics at Southampton, you know. And even then, I wasn't thinking, oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna finish my degree and go and be a professional footballer. That wasn't that wasn't my thought process until I went to the World World Cup. <laughs> So. What what an amazing what an amazing place to have an epiphany about your career just just at the World Cup. Yeah, no. that's place. <laughs> yeah. So in in all the countries that I guess when you've been to to all these different countries and played in all these different teams, is that the way you see it, it heading there? Do you think it is becoming a much bigger sport across the across the world? Is this something that um, is being echoed in other countries? Yeah, I believe so. Um, even just looking at the um, women's Euros this summer, it's already on track to be the um, the highest attended women's Euros in history. You know, if you look at the the trajectory of women's football and where it's going, I think it's very exciting. And that's just and that's not just here in England. It, um, it's it's all over the world, and it's really exciting. Um, many nations are you know having equal pay amongst their men's and women's women's teams, and I think more teams will follow suit. So it's um. Yeah, it's nice to be along for the ride, I suppose. Never mind along for the ride. You're you're leading the way at Lewis. Crikey. Oh. Um, I wanna ask you about um the advocacy work that you do around encouraging more girls into football. I guess it's part of the part of the ethos, it's part of the job if you're at, at Lewis Football Club, it is part of the the DNA of the club. Um, how important do you think it is with all the opportunities that exist? Do you think it's still an important role to encourage girls into football or do you think it's just happening by accident now? No, absolutely. I think it, it extends far greater than, you know, being a being a Lewis player. I think as a female footballer, I think, you know, speaking to teammates and just, I think that it's the, un, it's like the unspoken kind of rule, you know, it, it is it's almost like our responsibility to inspire the you know, next generation and the, the young girls playing football, you know, because you know our role models when we were younger were so limited you know so we want to kind of be be that role model that we never we never had when we were younger so I think you know speaking to I think any female footballer you'll speak to will have the same kind of opinion as me um yeah we don't see it as like a a chore we see it as a a duty it is a it is a responsibility for us Uh, and I think from from an external perspective I guess it you feel like it sort of has to be, but is that ever, do you think that's a tricky position that female footballers have to be in, that you have to do all of that? Get you, cause you shouldn't, you really shouldn't have to. We should have other people doing this. You should be concentrating. You've got jobs and careers and all sorts. You just need to get on the pitch and score. <laughs> Never mind all this. <laughs> We're strong women, you know, we can do, we can do it all, you know, and, and like, I know we shouldn't have to, but you know, we want to, you know, mm. I, I want to, so. And do you think that comes from um, your childhood and not having the necessarily the encouragement and in the media and all the rest of it that actually we we do have? Absolutely, yeah. From not having the resources, the visibility, you know, having to kind of struggle to get anything in women's football when you know when you're going through it as a as a young girl. I think it's yeah, the responsibility does fall on us, and it's it's a welcomed responsibility. You know, it's something that we we embrace and we enjoy. So. And I, yeah, I definitely feel that with you. I think you're so passionate about, you know, sharing your story and, and helping other people. And I think um, for a lot of us, I think myself included, that might consider ourselves to be bordering on advocates about this, particularly girls football. Um, I think it is definitely something that we didn't have that and you want to fix what you didn't have, don't you? You, you want to yeah, be absolutely. that. Yeah, absolutely. You want to make um, it better, you know, and that's why it's so nice and refreshing to be at a club like Lewis, you know, who are, 
you know, who was, who, you know, on a platform to kind of spreading and echoing that message, you know, trying to be better than, than you know, than football has previously been. Yeah. And I definitely, I think the work that you're doing is definitely, definitely doing that. I think, you know, the more people I speak to about it, the more people have heard of it already. And it's not something that you have to sort of tell everyone all about. Oh, great. Um, That's, it. That's good to hear. Definitely. Um, I wanted to ask you about the future of English football. So we've talked, it's been sort of a positive discussion about where we go from here. We've obviously got the Euros in England and there's a lot of... Um, I guess enthusiasm, there's a lot of thinking, optimism about what's going to happen and legacy. And I guess we've seen this before with other big competitions or big tournaments and things, and then maybe not enough happens afterwards. Where would you love to see women's football in England go from here? Oh, um, just increased visibility. You know, I want to I want to be seeing it on, uh, I know it's now broadcast on BBC and Sky, but I want it everywhere. You know, I want it, I want it to be just as visible as men's football. I mean, that's where I want it to go. And I think that's where it is going, but I think it can go faster. So definitely. Yeah. hundred percent agree. Um, any, it's been so lovely to talk to you. We are almost out of time. I want to know how, if we want to follow your journey, hear more about what you're up to. I know you've got a lot on your plate at the moment, but once you've finished all your studies and you can push on with your um, career, I know that we'll be hearing a lot more from you. Where can we follow what you're up to? Uh, okay. I'm on Instagram. Uh, I, Umatong um, and Twitter as well. Uh, same same tag at iumatong. Awesome! Thank you so much for being a part of C Sporty B Sporty the podcast. Thanks for having me. I really enjoyed speaking to you, Nat. So thank you very much. You have been listening to C Sporty B Sporty from Totally Runnable Limited and C Sporty B Sporty CIC. For more from the team, find us at Totally Runnable on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. If you are loving our latest episode of the Sea Sporty Be Sporty podcast, please, please leave us a review wherever you listen. Reviews are super important to small, self-produced, independent podcasts like Sea Sporty Be Sporty, and yours will absolutely help other people hear it too. Thank you so much and have a fab day. Bye.